Welcome to Season 4 of Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven. I am Catherine McPhail, your host. I'm an architect practicing in Eastern Massachusetts. In past seasons, we've covered all sorts of subjects with the intention of helping homeowners who may never have been involved in a renovation before and they felt like they needed to know what they were doing. We've built up over 100 episodes on everything from roofing to foundations, heard many renovation stories, and learned how to hire various professionals. This season, we'll be focusing even more on the challenges of renovating old houses while incorporating new technologies, using my own new house as a case study. We'll have all sorts of different guests, most having to do with what I'm just calling the next level of renovations. Now that you've got these 100 plus episodes under your belt, I think you're ready. I'm joined in this episode by architect Jillian Souza, who talks about her design process and how she helps people answer big and fundamental questions about themselves in order to create a very personal space. Jillian is an architect from Tennessee who designs intuitive homes and studios. I enjoyed our conversation about the impact of our homes on our mental health and about encouraging people to really think about how they will use their space while leaving conventional labels behind. I often say to my clients who ask, well, what what are people doing? Well, does it matter what those people are doing? Does it matter who these somewhat fictional people who might eventually buy your house might be doing? So I, I think we should really look deep into ourselves and think about what is it that we want out of our living space. And Jillian feels the same way. So she actually has a practice built around that. And she wrote a book called The Relentless Creative Handbook, 10 Realities to Ground Your Dreams and Make Them Fruitful, which is something that I'm gonna to have to read soon. As often happens, I just jumped right into the conversation here with Jillian. I hope you get as much out of it as I did. I just launched a new community that's about this topic. How to include and create space that is specific to what you value, to the people that live in the home. You know, I've, I believe that our homes can actually know us and support us on a, an intuitive level. Hmm, that's interesting. And so when you, in, in order to get there, you really take a look <laughs> inside first. Um, what do you really believe? What do you value? What do you care about? And then who's in the family or in the house? And what do they need to to be their best? Like, how do we foster safety and creativity? Um, that The level of safety that actually lets people be the full version of themselves, not hmm. basic shelter kind of safety. So can you give an example of that? One of the things that I like to consider if there's, you know, young children in the home are mini zones is what I call them. So spaces that aren't, aren't just, oh, this is your bedroom or this is your playroom because we had, you know, big labels for <laughs> small children. They usually need to be closer. So, you know, if there's a, a reader, an avid reader, you know, um, that they would have a, a special bench that maybe was in the kitchen so that they're not having to go far away mm. um, in order to relax and, and read, you know, in the busy times. Or when my kids were younger, we had an art table in the kitchen. So similar thing, right? But it was also by the door so that they could just run in from outside. And then they had all these materials right there. My daughter really processed her emotions uh, for years through art. Mm. And um, so that's how I could kind of see what was happening outside and they could be right in the middle of the action, you know, and getting all this feedback. No, that's great. If I were a new client, how would you set me off down this path? Sure. So I like to use a questionnaire and then expand on it, you know, when we, when we meet 
but it asks these types of questions like what do you value you know what does your typical day look like are there health concerns you know there's the stuff like do people work in the home or you know do school in the home but then past that what really drives each person what makes them unique that they then need or what helps them calm down hmm so I, I'm trying to think of the answers to these questions yeah. as you're asking me. And I feel like, well, what sure. do I value? I don't know what I value. So, right, right. I mean, I think I do know so, what I value. If you mention it, I'll say, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's what I value. But it seems yeah. kind of like a big question. Right, right. So that's why um, I like to give people time. And it usually takes a while. I tell people it takes a while to start a project because I really want to get to some of these deeper. So it's easier sometimes to start with whys, you know, and just keep asking why over and over. Mm -hmm. And those have been some really successful project starts. So why do you want to do this project? And they might say, you know, because this space is too small. And you're like, but why is it too small? Mm. Well, there's not enough space for me to fold the laundry in the laundry room and have the dog food in the laundry room. Mm -hmm well, why does that matter? <laughs> you know, like, where are you doing the laundry now? And is it actually a problem? And then somehow you end up, as you keep going, you end up with big stuff like, well, really, I want to move my parents to town. And I'm going to need to have my space more organized in order to streamline my home to help them or something like they usually get to these deeper, bigger situations. And then it's like, oh, so you're, you know, you work backwards that way. Your value is um, that family time and connection, right? Without losing your sanity. That's a, that's a lot of, mm -hmm. I think, um, letting your home support you is not losing your, your mind while you're just doing the things that you care about, right? right. Taking care of a family or... Yeah. So do you have any tips for people who do want family connection, but they also don't want to lose their mind? Sure. <laughs> so... Um, you know, one of the things that is successful for lots of families is specific um, transition cues um, or kind of cleaning up those entry and exit points, right, of the home. So mm -hmm. those are the big transitions. You walk out the door and you walk in the door, whichever door it may be. Right. But when there's lots of people in the home, several people, you end up with, you know, everybody has a different... I don't know, automatic, they drop this or they, you know, some of us hang our keys up and some of us just drop them on the floor <laughs> or throw them on the nearest, you know, table. Mm -hmm. And those are all unspoken things that build up into like hidden stressors. Mm. Because um, someone might not like the keys on the table. Right. Or, you know, the backpacks are in the way and, or the coats or the boots or, Along with organizing those things, I think it's helpful to um, have art or quotes or photos, things that remind you um, or kind of ground you on your way in and your way out. So your way out, you know, maybe there's a, a quote about uh, that kind of inspires who you want to be in the world. Hmm. And on the way in, you know, there's a photo or a piece of art that helps you relax and kind of goes, oh, I'm home. Oh, yeah, that's lovely. You know? I've actually never thought of that before. So you have a group. You you put together a community where you help people with this? I did, yeah. Um, so outside of it, it's a lot easier to do some of this work before 
you're actually ready to remodel or to do a take right. on a big project. Yeah, because getting down to what your values are, that doesn't <laughs> that's a it's kind of a big deal. And so once you go, oh, I want to remodel my bathroom next month or in three months or next summer, it feels like you're already looking at photos and you're already, you know, inspiration and you're on Pinterest or wherever and thinking this is what I want it to look like. And you kind of feel too far down the path to go, but why do I want it to look like that? Mm -hmm. You know, or when you get into larger spaces, right? When you think about, you know, doing additions for bedrooms or for living space, once you start, you know, actually planning a timeline and a budget, um, it feels hard to ask some of these bigger questions. What space do we actually need? What do we actually need to do there? So yeah, that's the goal of the community is to have these conversations earlier and um, open it up, you know, so that even people that are doing DIY projects, right? It's not just whatever was at the store to make something a little bit nicer necessarily, but let's take a moment and why are we doing it? And how could this really benefit our health, you know? Hmm. Kind of that mental, emotional, relational health. Yeah. Um, all of those layers of health really impact our physical, right? Right. And I like to, I really like to consider those um, and the impact that, that they have. Okay. So do you mean finishes and, and that sort of thing? No. I mean, like, the the purpose. I mean, I do think, right, there's a lot for to be said about the finishes that you choose or your colors or your, you know, non-toxic. Right. Yeah. Like low products that you choose. Yeah. Right. Which yeah, absolutely affect, you know, also, I mean, it does work in reverse that way, right? If your physical health is struggling, then so is your, you know, emotional health. That's true. But, but more like that, everybody wants to feel seen and known and understood and they want it most at home that's like our deepest place where we could really unwind and figure out who we are and why we do what we do Mm. and so things that support us that way you know considering you know one of one of the exercises that i provide people is if you imagine your home or even kind of sketch a little plan, if you, you know, if you want, and you write the the names and I call them marketing names because they're really great bullet points for selling things. <laughs> you know, you write living room and kitchen and bedroom and then, you know, you scribble them out okay, or you erase them. Because what am I really doing in those spaces? You know, is it connection? Is it rest? You know, is it conversation? Or is it about health? Mm. And then it lets you be more flexible with the spaces that you have and think about how to order them in a way that supports what you care about. And when you start, you know, renaming the spaces like that, your values start showing up without you having to work too hard. Oh, interesting. (laughs) You know? Yeah, interesting. Because this house that we just moved into, there are three rooms that people might call living rooms. And sure. so then I've been thinking or trying to think, what is the difference between these rooms and what do I want to do in each of these rooms and why do I want that? 
you know, so would that be along those lines? Like, I I feel like I would love to have people come to my house, even introverted people who can find some comfort somewhere and not feel like they have to interact with people because the house itself or what's on the walls or the bookshelves or anything might be interesting enough for them just to be focused on that and not so they can feel comfortable here. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, So you could, you know, think about naming the rooms like that for a little while. Like yeah. this is the comfort room mm-hmm. or the, you know, the room of solitude or <laughs> the contemplation room, you know? Right. Right. Because then it just lets you think about what, what then supports that activity. Right. Exactly. Because those yeah. are the things that go in that room. Hmm. What do people usually choose? You know, a popular one is a keeping room. Oh yeah. Right. Um, That's an old term too. Yeah. We just did that for a there was a historic home that we just did an addition and remodel and that was the addition and then in the front that's part of that ongoing conversation right you have these formal rooms in the front of the house so what are they yeah because you know when i met them they said oh we only go in there for christmas (laughs) that's a pretty (laughs) there are these (laughs) it's a lot of room just for one holiday front rooms you know yeah but yeah one of them is really uh like the the front door opens into this you know beautiful but small room you know there's 14 foot ceilings and the old original fireplace and nice and it has become like these are heirloom pieces of furniture and we don't stay here but it's kind of like their own family museum of (laughs) sorts you know yeah that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's what matters to them at this point is preserving these pieces and also the integrity of the home. And they feel like that's part of it. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, for a lot of people, it comes to, you know, there's a conversation about books and libraries or when you think about spaces more fluidly, it also lets you get more done in a smaller space. Mm-hmm. When your space is, you know, sometimes when you set out to create a multi-purpose space it feels chaotic Mm. or like just because we have to but if you label it connection then anything that qualifies for you is allowed there yeah and it doesn't it doesn't hurt (laughs) when you sit down in the connection space right if there's three different activities for connection in this space none of them are obnoxious because they all still belong okay like what would those be yeah, so like a chatting area, a couple of chairs or couch and chairs that are organized that way. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a game table. I love game tables. I know, a game table. Um, the piano kind of works that way in our house, you know, because it always draws people over. Mm. Yeah. So have you named the house, the rooms in your house or have you renamed them? You know, I do it kind of on a regular basis because I like to rearrange things Hmm. and so when I do I think oh is that is that what I'm doing here so I have a pretty large living room and connection is that room you know it's got a lot of spaces Um, so there's two music corners and there's a two different groupings of chairs and um there's a game cabinet and uh space for those do you call it? Oh, uh, there's also there's also a toy corner. <laughs> All right, so now you have one corner left. What's in the third, fourth corner? 
<laughs> oh, that's the Christmas closet. <laughs> Christmas closet. <laughs> you have to leave access to the Christmas closet. That's fun. <laughs> yep. And all holidays are represented in there, but... This is called the Christmas closet. That's what it's called. Well, it's, it has a nice ring to it. I mean, that's yeah. the alliteration there. So when people join your group, is it... Can you tell me a little bit more about joining the group? Like, what's it called and... Yeah, it's things. called Own the Good Future. Oh, nice. I like that. And um, there's several different spaces within the group. Hmm. So there is um, a more formal group coaching that I lead for um, home design specifically, right? And it's uh, any any aspect of home design is welcome, right? From uh, space planning to DIY to undertaking a large remodel or addition project or construction project and um then there are other there's kind of self-paced courses but it's built on a platform that is um community first kind of community centric it's really easy to meet people and have conversations with people Hmm. and so yeah it's it's always open there's no you know gated times to join we're all on different schedules, right? When we're ready to focus on our home or ask these big questions. So, and the courses are uh, mostly geared around these kind of deeper questions, like who am I? What do I want? How do I make decisions? How do I build up my confidence to be sure that I'm doing the right thing? You know, it leads out into doing the right thing with my space. I think that when our inner lives, our deepest parts uh, are working synergistically with our home that everything outside of that benefits. It really affects how we present ourselves mm. in the world, the work that we do and in, in our relationships. Yeah, I think you're right about that. But those are still big questions. I mean, if I just think about who, who am I? Isn't that just the giant existential question? It is. I like to uh, work through it like a piece of architecture. Mm. So there's the idea of self-infrastructure. So how do I create the scaffolding kind of around who I want to be? So it's these, it's these boring frameworks almost that allow me to be, you know, an interesting person or, you know, whatever you want to be in there, but kind of like sewers and bridges and, Sewers? You know. Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. The infrastructure that we take for granted that lets right. us, you know, live live our lives. Yeah. So how can we create some some structure like that, some processes that help us define who we are, our strengths, what we care about, hmm. how we make decisions. And then it's easier to be confident in those in those decisions or walking through transitions. Yeah. Um, transitions do you mean life transitions kind of like all your kids leaving home or do yeah like um life's thresholds those big transition moments right where we cross over from one thing to another and um I really love the making space for them like they're kind of the larger version of the transitions in and out of the home right on a daily basis Mm -hmm. and you get these big threshold moments in life and they, I feel like when you have this, you know, you have to have a structure in place and a process, then you're just not quite so tossed about. Yeah, well, that's for sure. <laughs> when you walk through those, 
And you get to plan for the transitions, which I kind of have been forgetting to do or forgetting, forgetting to really honor what big transitions are in life and acknowledge that I'm going through this big transition, whatever it is, like moving my house, my kids leaving, people getting married, my children make getting their own families, all these other things that I didn't, I'm not prepared for because I haven't really been thinking about it. So I find Yeah, absolutely. Those are things that we can make space for. Yeah, we right? should. And yeah. it looks like um, time for starters, mm. right? To experience it and acknowledge it. I think there's a lot of, well, just a need for acknowledgement and celebration, you know, is one of the things that really helps us uh, cross those thresholds. How does that translate into the physical, our physical spaces? Yeah, some spaces aren't permanent, right? And I think that's why when you start thinking about the home being fluid, um, the people change. True. Right. We're not stagnant. And so if I need, needed something, you know, different, like I no longer have that same art table in the kitchen for kids. They're six years older. Yeah. You know, and they have, you know, art spaces and other spaces that they need elsewhere. And so spaces for those large thresholds, that we cross in life, I think they're temporary in the home, you know, but maybe something gets rearranged or a new spot. Um, Maybe you just feel really good hanging out in the kitchen. So you put a chair in there for a while. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it's very personal and flexible. Yeah. Um, Maybe the dining room gets rearranged because we're going to celebrate for a season. The dining rooms are always a curious space for me because we have... Most people just traditionally have a room they call the dining room in their house, but then they don't use it very often right. or it's used for holding mail or something <laughs> else that's not very, very useful because they have another place to eat in the kitchen. So then that's only a special eating place. And so I don't know. I just find that to be a, a space that requires a little bit more thought for people. Most people don't have enough room to have extra, extra rooms that don't get used. Exactly. You know, that's great. I've always thought about the dining room and people not using their dining room or it looks perfect. When you walk around at night and you look into people's, maybe it's just me, but when I look into people's houses and I see what's what's going on in there. And some people have beautiful dining rooms with flowers on the table and right. very presentable. Well, so how do people find you and what kind of people are in the group? Yeah, you can find me on my website, which is jilliansouza.com or woollyarchitecture.com. But from Jillian Souza, you can get to uh, own the good future easily. Do you have Instagram or anything else like that? You've Instagram. Oh, sure. TikTok. Sure, not TikTok, but on Instagram, I am writing values. Writing values, like writing values, like you're writing it down. Can anybody just sign up or? Oh yeah, no, anybody can sign up. You know, I started using the term modern homemakers mm. because there's a. Uh, no stereotype, just if you want to create space in the home on purpose, intentionally for the people that live there, right? I like that. Then, then this is for you. Modern yeah. homemakers. I like that. Thanks. I just like encouraging the conversations, I suppose. Yeah. Um, however many people there are, you know, as long as we're having some intentional conversations about creating space on purpose with these larger heart and relational aspects in mind 
that's great. Yeah, that is great. That's important. Those are important conversations to have because I feel like people people spend money on just making their house bigger for no real, necessarily real reason sometimes. Right. You know, just because they feel like they should or they feel like it's time or their neighbors did or everybody's doing it. Anything you do in your home, you end up with this large investment, right, of time and money mm -hmm. and probably emotions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so being clear on why you're spending all that effort is really encouraging when you run into, you know, difficulties along the way. And if you're remodeling, there'll be surprises, right? Yeah. Um, and it's just easier to handle it if you if you have your big your big why and you know what you're really getting out of this right absolutely well thank you jillian that's very inspiring i'm going to look at my entries and to my house and exits and see see what kind of message i'm giving myself coming in and out because i don't think i've thought about that ever before sweet thank you yeah let me know i'm curious <laughs> I will. What, what what you find <laughs> Thank you for listening, and thank you so much for sharing this show with your friends. It is growing all the time, and I really appreciate that. I would love to hear from you if you have anything to say about this episode or past episodes, good or bad, or a suggestion for a new episode. Send me an email at thehousemaven at talkinghomerenovations.com. Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven is a proud member of Gable Media, the most engaged AEC network on the planet. Check out my other show and all the rest of the shows at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L-M-E-D-I-A.com. And until next time, take it easy.